Welcome to First Presbyterian Church of Evanston. This Sunday's sermon was given by Associate Pastor Henry Coates. If you'd like more information about First Presbyterian Church of Evanston, please visit firstpresevanston.org. Our scripture reading today is from the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 3, verses 1 through 15. And you will find the passage in the Red Bible in front of you in the Old Testament section on page 630. Please join me in a prayer for illumination. Lord, open our hearts and, re and our minds by the power of your Holy Spirit, that as the scriptures are read and your word is proclaimed, we may hear with joy what you have to say to us today. Amen. Ecclesiastes 3, verse 1. For everything there is a season, a time for every matter under heaven a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up what is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to throw away stones and a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to seek and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to sow, a time to keep silence and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate a time for war, and a time for peace. What gain have the workers from their toil? I have seen the business that God has given to everyone to be busy with. He has made everything suitable for its time. Moreover, he has put a sense of past and future into their minds. Yet they cannot find out what God has done from the beginning to the end. I know there is nothing better for them than to be happy and enjoy themselves as long as they live. Moreover, it is God's gift that all should eat and drink and take pleasure in all their toil. I know that whatever God does endures forever. Nothing can be added to it nor anything taken from it. God has done this so that all should stand in awe before him. That which is already has been. That which is to be already is. And God seeks out what has gone by. This is the word of the Lord. Good morning. So I want to talk to you this morning about time. Time. Time is a funny thing. Some moments in time are fleeting, 
coming and going far too quickly like this glorious summer we've had. Some moments feel like they last forever, usually the ones we don't want to. You all know what I'm talking about, right? The wait for the doctor to come in with the diagnosis, the annual company review, the traffic to O'Hare when you're already running late. The other Sunday, I thought I was stuck in a moment that might never end. Can you all take a guess what that moment might have been? It's when you all were out here voting on my future, on my call. And I was sitting in my office listening to very, very loud music. And I was plotting out worst case scenarios in my head. Time felt like an eternity, but it was only about 15 minutes. Time's a funny, funny thing. In everyday life, we are familiar with chronological time otherwise known as clock time, or perhaps objective time, measured by the rotation of the Earth and other celestial bodies. Philosophers and theologians often call this objective time as it can be measured quantifiably with instruments. But how do you qualify time? What makes some time good and other time bad? What makes time well spent or something a waste of time? Objective time is very different from our perception of time as a subjective experience. The right time for something is seldomly a matter of clock time. When is the right time to tell your kids that you love them? When is the right time to call up your mom and tell, you, tell her you miss her? When is the right time for a baby to be born? When is the right time to say goodbye to a loved one? One thing abides no matter how much we fight it. We are time-bound creatures, all of us. We share this all in common. We are born into time, and there will come a moment in time when we will leave it. We exist in time. For everything, there is a season, and a time for every matter under heaven. Turn, turn, turn. Now, our passage this morning is a poem, a poem that explores the rhythms of human time-bound life. Knowing what time it is in one's life is a central part of being wise. Do you know what time it is? Most of the items in Ecclesiastes 3 verses 2 through 8 are not really a matter of human choice or planning. Birth and death and the seasons for planting and harvest aren't really in our control at all. We don't decide to mourn or dance. Instead, something happens and mourning and dancing are natural responses. But all these things happen in time and we choose how we will respond. And the preacher, the writer of Ecclesiastes, he thinks this all is vanity, vapor, smoke, 
meaningless. That what we do with our time, our honest labor, our natural responses to the turn of the season, the beats to the rhythms of life, all of it is futile. He comes across as a nihilist and also a bit of a snob. He's making a sweeping judgment that people can't enjoy their life because nothing means anything in the end. It's just endless toil, same stuff, different day, and time marches on. The writer of Ecclesiastes, the preacher, I get the idea that he isn't too much fun at parties. At times, though, at times I do understand where he is coming from. I think he's wrong. But I also think that he tells a convincing story that more often feels right, that time is meaningless, and that, we, that what we do has no purpose. Let me expand on this. We live in a moment, in an era, in a point of time where we are expected to spend our time constructing our own identities, our own brand, so to speak. In the social media age, where everything can be posted, tweeted, Instagrammed, YouTube, Snapchatted, where feedback is instant, often extraordinarily cruel, yet highly addictive, we are always on, always trying to fill in our time with interesting things that we will showcase to the world, showing why we are who we are, why we are unique, and special. This comes with a ton of pressure, and that's why millennials and Gen Z folks can seem so stressed and even nihilistic at times. Not only are we in so much debt and facing environmental disaster, whispers of a looming recession ahead, gross political dysfunction, and wars that have been going on nearly the entire time we've been alive, there's also this constant pressure to curate our story at all times. This toil we put ourselves through, it all seems meaningless and fake. We select the parts we want of life and share that with the world and hide away, discarding the rest. We always pick the prettiest posed pictures to post on Facebook or Instagram, right? or the most interesting shots from our vacations, or the photos that show us and how we spend our time in a good light. I mean, why else do we share so many pictures of the food we eat? It's all about brand. It's about building that brand. It's about identity. And it's supposed to connect us with each other. It's supposed to. It's funny, though, that despite the overwhelming numbers of connections we have, we're all so lonely and alienated from each other. It's as if we don't actually enjoy the time we have, that we fill our time with things that aren't life-giving, but rather things that break us down. There's got to be a better way. There's got to be a better way to think of ourselves and what we do with the time we have been given. There is a better way. It's the way of Jesus, 
who sets all things in their season, who redeems all time, from whom nothing is missed. We see hints of this in Ecclesiastes 3 in verses 9 through 15. And this, if you're looking in your Bible, you'll note that this is where we are shifting out of poetry and into prose. And this section is less well known. The band The Birds didn't sing about it. God has put a sense of eternity into human hearts, a consciousness of and yearning for that which transcends the present. But the present is where we live. We live not in eternity, but in time. We know there is more to life than mindlessly filling our time, but we struggle. We toil. We simply don't have a God's eye view of things. We can only rejoice in the fleeting moments of joy and purpose that point beyond ourselves to something more. The glory is found in the ordinary. The glory is found in the ordinary because even the ordinary comes from God. Take a look, if you will, at verses 11 through 15. The preacher repeatedly points to what God has made and done. He moves from the futility of human doing to the efficacy of divine doing. God is the source of all that exists and all that happens. The only thing human beings are to do is to find pleasure in our toil, in the ordinary seasons of life, according to the preacher in verse 13. And even that is a gift from God. We cannot simply select the parts we want of life and discard the rest. Life under the sun is a package deal. And all we can do is endure the pain and treasure the moments of happiness and joy that God gives us in the time we have been gifted. Time is a gift. And what we do with our time matters. But time's a tricky thing. Time is a created being like the rest of us, though it's kind of mind-bending to think of time like that. When was the last time you thought of time as a creature? Time was created by God. There was a time when time was not. Like all of creation, time is fallen. Jesus, through his cross and resurrection, redeems all things. Therefore, time itself will be redeemed. Time, all time, your time will be redeemed. If Jesus is truly the Lord we declare him to be, the Lord of heaven and earth, the Lord of all that is, was, and ever shall be, that means he is the Lord of time. All time will be redeemed because nothing escapes the dominion of our Lord. You cannot waste time, but you can use it poorly. Your time matters. 
to God. As part of our church's strategic plan, we set the goal of using or stewarding our time well. Now, you'll be hearing more about these goals in the weeks to come, but I want to briefly share one of our goals of the strategic plan with you now. It reads, by January 2022, the First Presbyterian Church of Evanston will implement an intentional year-round approach to teaching biblical principles and modern-day practices of stewardship and discipleship. In doing this, we will move the church narrative around the giving of time, talents, resources, and finances from one of scarcity to abundance. Our working definition of stewardship is simple. Stewardship is what we do all the time with everything we have. Stewardship is what we do all of the time with everything God has given us. A rock group of the 70s that my mom really loves is called Chicago. In one, in one of their most famous songs, they ask, does anyone really know what time it is? The answer is yes. God knows what time it is because God created time. And as God's people, it is our calling to use the time we have been given wisely to recognize what time it is, to glorify God and live up to the call of Christ to love one another. There is a season for everything under heaven. Turn, turn, turn. Amen.